Hey, welcome to the club. Before we begin, I'd like to introduce our podcast and explain what we do. We will go over mysterious and unsolved cases, a bit of the paranormal, and of course, conspiracies. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast provider. Also, a new episode of The Cloak comes out every Monday, so don't forget to join the conversation on Facebook forward slash The Cloaked Podcast and catch us on Twitter at The Cloaked underscore. And don't forget to like and rate us. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. And now, on with the show. This is the Cloaked. Uh, my name is White Owl. This is Pandora. All right, and welcome to another episode of the Cloaked. Today we'll be discussing uh, the missing four one one and uh, David Politis and his uh, and his road to uh, discovery of his uh, amazing books and the uh, the stories of the missing people. Um, that he has researched and he has logged thousands and thousands of hours. And this is, this is taking him years of going over information and, uh, looking into, uh, some of this, uh, missing people. And so for some of y'all who may not know, uh, David Politis is a former detective, uh, also is a cryptozoologist. And so he definitely has a bit of experience on several aspects of wildlife, um, some of the unknown wildlife that may be out there. Um, and yes, I'm referring to possibly like Bigfoot, also uh, creatures that, uh, or, or I should say animals that may have existed at some point. Um, so it, 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 with that, it, it definitely does range um a variety of different things. And so with uh, David Politis here, we'll get into it here. And so he's definitely logged thousands of hours. And so the last uh, of what we would know back in uh, 2012, uh, in an interview, he's, he's previously stated that he's logged in over 7,000 hours of research in a three-year period. So, I mean, now we're in... 2017 so he's clearly at least doubled that amount and he he has four books uh very interesting books he also has a youtube channel uh with uh, a lot of information uh concerning uh these missing people and these reports and he's taken his time to look into uh the different cases and research now the the reason he's researched so many hours is because He's not given the information as to what the cases have, documentation, autopsy report, um, the findings, you know, a lot of this information is not really public. And so he has to do a lot of legwork and looking some of that information. And so with that, um, he definitely, definitely is a very dedicated man. Uh, looking and for looking for all the information that he needs, 
And so I'm going to read a little bit of this uh, interview he did. Uh, Again, uh, David Politis, he did an interview for the Mercury News. And I'll definitely be posting this article for y'all to read. So I'm not going to go through the full information as to the article. I definitely want you guys to read up on the uh, information and get to know uh, David Politis. So he, uh, let's start here at the beginning. He's He's a former detective. Um, he, you know, did a bit of a look into uh, this national park in uh, Yosemite. And, uh, you know, he was trying to research on uh, some, you know, missing reports. And so he is later approached by two park rangers who are off duty. And he gets some in- bit of information. And he's he's told... Hey, look, you know, you know, we're you're looking into the park and you're looking um, into some missing reports uh, for some missing people, and so we want you to take a look at this case, and his uh, case that definitely led led him into the missing four hundred one that he's well known for um, is the Stacy Heiress of Saratoga, um, who goes missing at the Yosemite National Park back in July 17th, 1981. And it's a very interesting case. And uh, we're definitely going to go over it right now. And and it's... Well, you'll get to, you know, come with your own conclusions and your theory of what happened uh, to this uh, to this missing, uh, this missing person, uh, Stacey Harris, who was 14 years old at the time. And so... She essentially she is on vacation with her dad, uh, horseback riding uh, with some uh, campers, and so they're going on a, a horseback ride, and they stop at a, a resting point, um, and she definitely, uh, from what we understand, she definitely uh, is uh, goes through a change of clothing, a clothing article, and. You know, she goes up to her father and says, hey, look, I'm going to take some pictures. Do you want to go down to the lake with me? And his uh, her father declines. And so on her way down, uh, a 70, 71-year-old man goes with her. Now, everybody's a witness uh, seeing her go down uh, to the lake. And as she heads down there, the uh, the older gentleman that she's with says... You know, I'm tired. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to rest here for a bit. And she continues on, definitely, uh, to to the lake. And so as she heads down to the lake, she she uh, she heads towards the tree line. And that's where she is last seen. She's last seen around this tree line. And nobody really knows where she went or what happened. And so this, uh, this 71-year-old man goes back to back to the uh, to the other members of this trip and says hey uh, she hasn't come back I think we should go look for her and so you know they do they essentially go looking for her and they're not able to find her at all uh, again nothing nothing is found except for a lens cap from her camera um, so, and, and it's very odd, you know, they're not able to find any footprints. They're not able to find 
any articles of clothing, blood, struggle of any sort. And so it's uh, the whole case is very odd to what happened to her. Uh, nobody knows exactly what happened. Uh, they don't know if she was taken, she was abducted, um, maybe she got injured, or maybe she wandered off and she got lost. Um, and so her her body is not it's not found. Her body's never found. And so this case is, uh, you know, it's definitely what got uh, David Politis into the missing 401. Uh, so he did a little bit more research and he's, as he's doing this research, he's able to find more and more cases of missing people around Yosemite National Park. And so, you know, definitely looks into all these cases and follows up with family members, follows up with people who were there looking uh, for for this missing people. And so he's able to gather a lot of information. And so as he gathers a lot of information, he's able to write his his books. And so in these books contain stories upon stories of these missing people. And each story is very interesting. And, you know... You, you you realize that each story it's definitely a, an individual an individual that's lost a family member a father a brother a sister an aunt an uncle uh, a mother you know the definitely that is something to look into um, if you have the time I suggest you you know go to Amazon or go to uh, David Politis's website which is the canamissing.com and you could purchase one of his books. And so within his books, he never really discusses what he believes what happened out of respect of the family. And so, you know, with with him gathering us all this information, you wonder, well, why is not why is he not able to get the reports from the park rangers? Why is he not able to get some of this information from them? And so, you know, you as you get to you know know David Politis and you get to know his story and you get to know uh, his findings and how he researched and why he has to research so much uh, to get the information he's able to get, um, you find out that you know you have to pay to get this information and the the amounts of uh, of each case of what one cost is just astronomical uh, just to gain access to their their system to their list of system is uh, over 1.4 million dollars uh, just to gain access to that and to get a a list just on Yosemite Park costs over thirty four thousand dollars and that's a lot and you know I mean how many investigators how many researchers have that kind of money to look and research and, and, and try to find out what happened to these people. Uh, so it is just overwhelming how much, you know, you someone has to pay to get this information from, you know, the national parks. It's just weird. It's crazy. And so, you know, I, reading all this information and looking into all of this is just, to me, is just bizarre. Uh, to say the least, and so one of the cases he also um, talks about and looks into 
um, he looks into a case called, well, I shouldn't say a case called, it's, it's a person, Jeff Christensen, uh, who was a missing park ranger. Um, and so, you know, uh, he goes into the research of this park ranger and just to get the information costs over $7,000. And this is what they tell him. And as he's trying to get this information, he's, you know, he says, oh, how much, I mean, why does it cost so much? I mean, why can I get an author's exemption? He, he went, goes and asks for that. Because there is a way you can get an author exemption where, you know, because you're an author, you're able to access some information. And so he asks and they're not able to give him anything. They said they tell him and he says this on on his on his talks. He he says, you know, they tell him he's he's not in enough enough libraries. He's not in enough libraries. So he says, well, how many libraries do I need to be in in order to get some of his research? And that's just to me, that's crazy. And so, you know, uh, and it's just it's just the way they respond is is. I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Pandora? What do you think of the way he's trying to get all this information and, you know, how he's going about and researching and, and these, these cases? What do you th- what's your opinion on all this? Um, to me, it just seems like every time you go and ask for information, it seems like they have some really huge obstacle for you to overcome. And so I just wonder if he actually did come up with the money and say, okay, here's you know, this amount, $7,000 or whatever it is, the price that they're asking, or if he, you know, is like, okay, I'm in X amount of libraries now, where's the information? If they won't come up with some other thing that he has to now provide or overcome, because it just seems like they want to hide it. Um, As to why they want to hide it, I don't know, but there's obviously something that they don't want the public to be um, aware of. Yeah, definitely. It definitely seems like they're hiding something, uh, not quite sure what exactly they're hiding, but they're hiding something. Um, or I see, at least it seems like they are. And I mean, you've read some of these cases. They they get a little strange and they get a little weird. And, and as we go and we'll we'll read uh, some of these other cases and we'll briefly go over them. We won't specifically. Um, go over the full story we'll kind of you know give you the short notes of it um we definitely want you to go and and read these uh, stories and, and purchase his books because they're very interesting um definitely uh check out his youtube channel it's it's quite the uh the listen uh and, and it's just amazing but i mean you read you read some of these stories what do you think overall is going on do you think there's there are there multiple theories uh, or what are your what are your what are your thoughts on all that? I mean, there's a lot of theories that you could go with. Um, I mean, obviously because they're you know out in the woods or somewhere, the first thing they're going to say it's oh it's probably an accident or you know there's wildlife that could have gotten to them. But there's a lot of circumstances that just don't add up. People being found you know without their shoes on or without certain articles of clothing. Um, or being found in a completely different area from where they were even walking through. Um, it just doesn't, something doesn't quite add up. And the fact that they're so secretive about it just leads you to believe that there's possibly something more going on. Right, right. Um, 
But I mean, do you want to just like get into some of the cases? Then? Yeah, definitely go. Uh, you read some of these cases and you've watched some of the videos. Uh, yeah, go ahead and m- mention some of these uh, cases. So um, I guess one of the ones that is kind of an early on one was the Trini Lynn Gibson. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was uh, she disappeared October 8th, 1976 from the Great Smoky Mountains National Park of Tennessee. And uh, she's only 16 at the time. It was uh, a really weird disappearance. She's uh, actually on a field trip with about 40 of her classmates. And uh, they're hiking. She's hiking with them, with the whole group. And uh, she just kind of disappears right uh, in the middle of everything. And, you know, they searched for her for quite some time. They didn't find anything that led to any information about her. Uh, The only thing that they actually found was um was this the one with that they found the lens cap or was that let's see this is uh the uh gibson is the one where she uh which this is the odd part she classmates say that she bends over to either get something or she's looking at something near a rock um they don't say how big this rock is or it's a boulder or or what um, but she's definitely looking into something that's on the ground and she bends over to get it. And, and as the class, uh, her classmates are walking towards her. Um, so I don't know. I don't know exactly if she's uh, outside a hill or off a curve. Um, the classmates lose sight of her for a second and then she disappears. Um and that's kind of odd that she just disappears like that. But what? what this I, is like during the daytime too. This, this is like three yeah. p.m. in the afternoon. Right. So like it's not even a visibility issue. At right. This point. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like she's in the dark and she's not being fully seen. And what I find it strange is, or you know, it's very intriguing, is that she's picking up something on the, that's on the ground and she's looking at something. Something catches her eye and she looks at something. She's trying to reach for it, and then her classmates see her doing this, and then they don't see her at all, and then boom, she's she's she disappeared, she's gone, and so, you know, as as I'm reading a lot of these cases, I, I, I see a lot of resemblance on on several other cases that I've read, and some of the other stories that people have given out, and some of the stories that David Politis uh, collects uh, in his book. And the very interesting stuff. Uh, there's one case of this uh, older uh, lady in her 50s who um, is, uh, is on a trail. And she, you know, looks to get something that's off the trail. She steps off the trail and she disappears. Um, people saw her, you know, looks like she was getting something and she goes off trail and then boom, she is gone. She is nowhere to be seen. And there's a lot of stories like that where there are stories where, where children um, were seen. It looks like they're talking to somebody or they're going off with someone, and but that, that's not there. And they're all of a sudden they're gone. Uh, there's one case where a family comes to this cabin and the, the, the brother sees the little brother jump on a swing. And so they come into the cabin and they step out really quick. And he goes to call his brother, and his brother was on the swing, 
and he turns around to call his brother and his brother then is missing he's missing from the swing the swing is still swinging as if he was still on it and and he, but he's but he's not he's not there where'd he go you know where did his little brother go and he and there you read all these stories and there's one where i thought it was very interesting uh this little girl uh she was she went missing but she, and then she is found she returns back but what this little girl claimed is that she went off wandering and she meets these little people as she claims and uh, she best describes them as dolls and there were these glowing dolls like silver kind of glittery glow and they take her back to her cabin back to her house and it's like okay you know someone could say it's just the imagination of a child but sometimes you know children tend to say things honestly as they can they tell you the truth sometimes you know it's just they blur it out well what if this child is this is exactly what she saw i mean you you've read some of these stories what do you think so you're saying it's something that's possibly living in the woods or living in these parts that's not some definitely i mean we don't know what's out there in the woods i mean definitely there's a lot of research and there's a lot of stories i mean i've read a, a couple of stories from uh, two of them that were really that stuck out to me, um, both based out of Sweden, and I, I, this obviously is not in the U.S. Um, so this, but this story is actually quite inter- interesting because it also takes place in the woods. And so, what happens is uh, this story as of someone's grandmother when uh, they were a child, they claim to have gotten lost in the woods and couldn't find their way back to the farm. And so, essentially, this uh, this uh, person went to go find a cow and then just gets lost. And so, on their way back, um, they don't know where they're going. They just, all of a sudden, they're lost in the woods. And they they meet up. Uh, they, they meet some tall woman um, that, uh, I guess, the best way they could, at the time, best way they can describe it is... Uh, 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 model like and someone that's gliding over the ground, not touching the, it. She appears to be not touching the ground, and she like is a ghost? Uh, like a, uh, I guess, and she's just gliding, not touching the ground, and, and just floating about, and takes the child back to the farm with the lost cow. The little girl does not remember where. The cow came from. She doesn't recall at what point during their walk back did the cow come with them, which is like, whoa, <laughs> uh, like, how do you so, miss a cow? You know what I mean? But um, it's just like, wow. Random floating lady yeah, brings the kid back on a cow? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But she says that, you know, as she turns around to say goodbye to the to the lady to thank her, um, she turns around. She's no longer there. She is gone into back into the woods and then she remembers seeing and this is where we get into you know the paranormal kind of thing and the out of this world um she sees a spaceship as she describes it as a 
uh, some kind of vehicle with big windows and she sees you know this person that helped her along with these other uh little people um and so you know you think about this story and if let's say you take this as fact you know you take this story and this is not like something that's you know a fairy tale you take it as what this kid saw and you think the first thing that pops into your mind is she saw a nordic alien <laughs> um boarding a ship and taking off into space why I mean, it was why just, bring this kid back though like this is a benevolent being like yeah, a lot I of mean, these other people go missing like why yeah. did this one say oh well, here you I go mean, there's there's a lot of cases where these kids get returned um back to their home safely and these kids have these stories of like little people and these uh some could say they're gnomes dwarves trolls um and in spanish duendes i mean you know there's all there's definitely these stories of these uh mythological creatures that um live in the forest and there you know there's theories that these mythological creatures they could be aliens disguising themselves as these mythological creatures uh, you know, not to scare the children. They do that for the children, so the children won't be scared. And so, you know, there is that theory. Plus, a kid can come back and say literally anything, and people and are not going to believe them. Exactly. People are definitely not going to believe them. Are you, are you going to believe a child, you know, says, hey, I saw somebody, you know, that's about my height, but looked like an older man, and... Yeah, you're no. going to be like, oh, you have an overactive imagination. Yes, they're going to just say, oh, it's an overactive imagination. You have a little friend, you know, that no one can see. You know, it's one of those things. They're not bringing back the adults, though. So, yes. <laughs> the and adults don't seem to be making it back. Yeah, I mean, and so when you look into the cases of these adults being found miles away from where they were on the trail, supposedly going off trail, and they're found, you know, beyond a hill beyond a, a mountain cliff and a lot of times places that they were already searched for yeah oh you definitely days definitely. later uh they're they're stated that they've searched you know there's a there's definitely on on this park ranger that uh, david Palais talks about um they apparently you know had re uh searched this area you know more than 20 times and you know that they never saw this body, and then all of a sudden, somebody is out there camping, or you know, is going about their business and discovers this body where they had researched before. So, like, what's going on? How did you know they they miss this body? Like, how how does one miss a body? You know, in in, in a place that they've looked and looked and looked repeatedly over more than a dozen times and then someone just finds this this body there so how does that happen that's that's weird right i mean this is it is yeah you're talking about uh jeff uh, christensen right yes that's one. right yeah with his um and like it's not even like weather was the factor because i'm looking at it here and it says that you know it was july the sky is clear winds are calm there wasn't like snow or anything else where you can say oh well it was covered and then it was right. uncovered um i mean this is the park ranger we're talking about so it's somebody who knows the, the area terrains, exactly. it's not like some amateur hiker or a child yeah. it's somebody who has experience in the area and knows the area 
Yeah, it knows the area that they're in. Also has a radio. Um, you know, why? Why did he not ever use his radio? Like he actually had a working radio well, when they found him too. So. Uh, here's here's one of the things that David does mention is that over the radio, they heard a couple of clicking sounds. They weren't sure if it was a technical issue. Um, they also do mention that people had heard gunshots, mm-hmm. but there was not. I, I feel like there wasn't really. Uh, there was an assurance of what it was exactly, so it's kind of odd to hear that. But again, you, they they find the park ranger with, uh, I think he was bandaged over his head. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, you know, whenever they did the autopsy, they said, "Well, he fell and hit his head, and that's what ultimate ultimately, you know, killed him." And so it. You know, and and they go ahead and they they write that to the board, which David's finally able to get. And you know, it's just bizarre on how you know. Again, they've looked in this area, and he's never been there. And then, boom! All of a sudden, he's there. Like, how does that happen? So you know, there's there's definitely a lot of stories um, that you read that resonate over and over, and you don't know what to think you know you definitely don't know what to think you you know you don't know what to look at and in his book david um and and several of his books he goes over the different areas the different parks um he goes all the way from the united kingdom new zealand again he does definitely speak about switzerland austria ecuador um he definitely goes over a lot of areas and, uh, and just in the United States, there's about 30, and out of the 50 states, 33 states have big, major clusters. And it's definitely, definitely something, you know, that should be read. I think you should definitely read some of these stories. And some of these stories are very strange. I mean, there was, there was this one case in the book that he, uh, and I, I've, I read, I, 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 I read this uh, this short story that's in there about this uh, this family, and uh, you know it's very unfortunate what they went through. But um, it was a it was a, a father and son and a friend. Um, they're out, you know, on the trail hiking, and they're with uh, they have a dog with them, and so uh, this is something I, I I read in one of the uh, the forums actually. It's a um, and it's very it's very sad. Um, so the, the the father is out, you know, with the son and with his friend, and they they make a stop. And so the father and his friend they're they're having a conversation, and you know the dog is kind of running around, and his son, who is not who's not a teenager, he's an he's an adult, um, is off you know to the side a couple of feet, not you know maybe three four yards, and so. And so, you know, they're having a conversation. He takes a couple, you know, steps away. And all of a sudden, you know, the father is talking to the friend, turns around. He doesn't even take five seconds. He turns around and his son is gone. Where did he go? Why can't he find him? And it's not like the this this forest is thick. The tree line is not thick. He's able to see, you know, the different areas of of the uh, the forest you know he can see from a distance where his son should be and he's not there 
And so he looks at the dog and the dog's very confused. He doesn't know what's going on. He's looking around. Um, I believe they, you know, I think I've I've read that he, the dog went through it a little bit, but, you know, they, they're not able to see where his son went. And then they, they go on and they do a search and, you know, there's no signs of struggle. There's no signs of, you know, of any kind of uh, adoption. You know, he looks around, you know, you would have heard, you know, a struggle of some sort. You would have seen some people taking his son. You would have seen something like there's no way for someone to kind of, you know, take somebody without them noticing especially if they're a couple of feet away so what happened and so you read these stories and they're very bone chilling i mean you know kind of makes you not want to go out into the forest <laughs> or camp or anything right never going I mean, camping again <laughs> yeah exactly and so you know these these stories are definitely they're very well put together and you know he he definitely has uh, sub chapters where he does separate from uh, weather conditions, uh, scholars and intellectuals, um, elevation gain, distance traveled. I mean, he definitely goes into different areas, even even uh, the different national parks. And so, and he definitely has. Some people have asked be, uh, this before. Um, the people that I've discussed this book and this uh, YouTube channel that I've found very interesting and tell people about it all the time. Um, you know, he definitely discuss people who go missing from their home, from inside their home. Uh, people who go missing from their vehicle, and these are not these are not all like taken there, and they don't happen in within the you know uh, the urban area. They're usually suburban to the outside the woods the hiking places camps stuff like that and that and that that's where all these uh, narratives happen and there he starts to map everything and then there's clusters and all these camps and all these parks and yosemite park is one of the big ones that all this is taking place and I tell people, hey, be careful when you go to Yosemite, you know? <laughs> watch your back. <laughs> watch your back. Hey, watch watch your back. I mean, you don't know. You don't know what, what's out there. And it's not even from people, like, either ahead or behind. It, it's just it's just this thing that happens. And we, they're not able to find out, you know, what is happening, what's going on. And so there's all these theories. And, of course, there's some theories about, you know, Bigfoot being out there. Um you know, and, and they would explain how some of the people, if, if if you go into the Bigfoot theory and you believe the Bigfoot theory that, you know, with these missing people, that he's carrying off these people um, and he's taking them from one place to another and he's roughing them up and, you know, they find them somewhere else. But, I mean, I don't know if, how you would explain the missing articles of clothing or how would you would explain... Sometimes they're not wearing the clothes correctly, or they're not wearing um, their, you know, a, a jacket they had on. They're not wearing it right, or something like that. Which is in the case of of uh, Doctor James McGrogan. Um, McGrogan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, what did you think of that case? I mean, that was a very interesting case. Yeah, that one was super bizarre to me. Um, so basically, you have a guy who is. He's a doctor, so he's, you know, smart guy. He 
is in really excellent physical condition. He typically hikes and you know goes through these trails all the time. And uh, he's out with his friends. He goes along this trail. He kind of tells them he's going to go up ahead. Um, so, you know, a couple stops ahead, they're supposed to meet up. They get there and he's not there. So they just assume, well, he must have kept going without them. And they literally, you know, that's the last time they see him alive. Um, what was really odd was when they found him, though, um, he was in a completely different area from where the trail normally goes. In fact, it was an area that would have been extremely difficult to actually hike, um, about five miles roughly um and you know a lot of going up and down and zigzagging of course because when you hike you can't go in a straight line right right um and it it just and also he was found without shoes so you have to wonder like right yeah why did he take this impossible trail and you know especially when he's meeting up his friends in just like a little bit and then has no shoes he he did have injuries but it's hard to say exactly how he got them at what point um and just you know in a completely different area that's what i thought was strange it's almost like you know he was put there but how yeah because and they interviewed people that you know know that area and they said nobody would like willingly take that trail trail exactly unless Uh, they were doing some kind of extreme yeah unless you're trying to do some kind of extreme world record setting experience um you, you wouldn't do that to yourself it's just not a fun route to take so yeah, that one that one really boggled me. Yeah, I mean you know this uh, this thing where he is found a whole you know couple of miles from where the trail he was hiking and he he did uh, he did tell his friends you know hey I'm going to the next stopping point I'll meet you there and he went ahead and and you know he was supposed to meet up his friends in the next stopping point and his friends actually got to that stopping point and they didn't find him. Uh, so that promptly, uh, they went ahead and they kept going to every stop until they reached the end and he wasn't there. So they definitely went back to see if they can find him. But, you know, what's also bizarre is that he had a GPS. Yeah, I mean, he was a prepared person. He had a GPS. He had his phone, um, which, you know, at this at, at this day and age, we always carry our phone. Um, but he he was definitely prepared. He had a, one of those shovels, you know. He had a medical kit as well. Yeah, it wasn't his first time hiking. Yeah, he had all he's kinds experienced of experienced hiker. He, he was ready for like literally everything. Yeah, exactly. And and also when they found him, I, I think I heard them say his jacket was in his backpack. Yeah, Is that his, right? his jacket was which he had been wearing. I think was put into his backpack, and then his shoes were missing. Yeah, which is like. It is. It just. It doesn't make any sense why his shoes would be missing. Like why, why take off your shoes in this type of terrain? Um, this is, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So you know, you kind of want to look into all that and, and you know, kind of come up with conclusions, um, come up with theories. There's so many theories. You know, once you start reading these books and all these cases, you start to wonder what is going on in these parks. And so, you know, he, uh, you know, he started, you know, writing and picking up and gathering all these stories because these stories need to be told. You know, nobody knows, uh, you know, what happened to these people. And so he definitely put, compiled all the information. He gathered a lot of the information and he's definitely been putting it out there uh, for people to know and, and 
you know, get the information of what's what's happening out there because a lot of people don't they don't know. They don't know that there's, you know, hundreds of, of missing people every year at these parks, all these parks, each park, hundreds of people missing. And, you know, that that all that adds up. And you look into the, the stories of, of the people who were there and people that witnessed. And, you know, it's it's definitely mind boggling. And so, you know, uh, he's been putting, you know, all these to all these stories together and he's coming up with um, a missing 411 documentary, uh, which definitely he's putting out there. And if you go to his channel, Can-Am Missing Project, uh, he has a trailer that he just released three months ago. And I believe his uh, release date um, for, for, the, uh, for the movie is on May 12th. He will be releasing the movie. And so I believe he already picked a venue for it. I believe it was in somewhere in Colorado. Um, it's uh, May 13th, according is to his it website. May 13th? Yeah, May, oh, okay, 13th, okay. May 13th, and it is in Denver. Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Okay, excellent. And it's excellent. sold out. In case you and it's sold out. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this is very interesting. I mean, you know, those people that read his books, I mean, even if you don't read his books, if you just go to his YouTube channel and you look at some of these um if you're a visual person you know you go uh, and you look into his uh, his videos um you know you definitely get a sense of something's happening something's happening and we're not being told and why are these park rangers keeping a secret he also goes on and, and says you know these park rangers are told not to tell anyone about any case or about any missing person so even if you asked about a specific person, a specific case, you're not going to get any information. Even if, you know, even if you're a family member, you are able to get some of the information, but they won't tell you the full information. You know, they won't give you the the documentation that they have. And so what's going on? Why why are they not able to get this information? You know, it just to me it just doesn't make any sense. Like where's the outrage? Like I would yeah. feel like there's more people going, We want answers. Like yeah, there's obviously nobody... something that they're trying to hide. Yeah, exactly. There's there's something they're trying to hide. And I definitely recommend for you to, you know, Google some of uh some of uh, uh Dave Politis uh videos. So, um definitely look it up on YouTube. Um and then, you know, buy a book. Buy just one. Buy, buy one a book. book. <laughs> buy one book, and and you know l- read some of these stories and you know your outlook on on these national parks is never going to be the same. It's just you know it's never going to be the same. You're never going to want to go out there and be alone. Um, you know because I've I've met some people that have actually read some of his books and. You know, it has definitely changed their outlook. And and some of these guys are people who, you know, they go hunting during hunting season, and they're they're afraid if they take a family member, a a, a son or a brother, that you know they might turn around and then they, they might not be there. And so this is something definitely worth looking into. Again, I recommend a good read, and you know, you know, come up with your own theory again your own ideas of what what is happening out there and then again um you know if you're able to do that you come up with some ideas you have some thoughts 
theories you want to share one of the stories you found definitely hit us up on facebook or on youtube their facebook is um is it facebook.com forward slash the cloaked podcast definitely find us and share some of the information share your thoughts and on twitter it is the cloaked uh hold on <laughs> it is the cloaked underscore the cloaked um at the cloaked has been taken so we we have uh at the cloaked underscore and yeah. so definitely look it's up send us a tweet um, if you have any ideas any thoughts please hit us up and uh you know again if you like this uh this uh podcast please share and like um share with a friend definitely and uh we'll see you on the next episode good night